The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Africa Business Report brought to you by Nedbank Corporate and Investment Banking Partner with the bank that puts sustainability at its heart. See money differently, Nedbank. And tonight, Neville Mandimika, the Africa strategist at Rand Merchant Bank, is with us. And Zambia's default. Uh, how scary is this really, Neville? We knew it was coming and then it happened. Yeah, good evening, Bruce. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those events where, uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't surprising when it actually happened. I think this has been a, a slow-moving train um, that has uh, brought us to this particular station now. And I think the key question is uh, whether this is symptomatic of, uh, of other African countries. And in our view, probably not. Um, okay, so what, what, does, uh, what does it mean? I mean, yes, Zambia can't pay its debts. Um, so what does it really mean? Well, we, they are in this position where, uh, of course, there was uh, about forty odd million dollars that they needed to to pay. Of course, uh, the the deadline and the grace period has uh, has come and gone. But the key question here for them is, uh, you know, w- w- what to do next because they've got other obligations that they actually need to settle. Um, so the conundrum right now is, uh, you know, bondholders or euro bondholders are effectively saying, well, we need some sort of guarantee. Uh, potentially from an IMF uh, or some credible institution that's going to oversee your your fiscal uh, path to sustainability. And, uh, well, they've got elections coming up and you don't win an election by getting into an IMF program in year one. So uh, there's a bit of a, a political and economic uh, conundrum at this stage. Where has Zambia gone wrong? I mean, just paint the picture for me, please, because it feels like it's been a slow burn. I remember going to Zambia four or five years ago um, and they just revalued their currency and there was the, this was going to be a solution to, to building problems and it just you know hasn't resolved anything. I think there's been a, a combination of several things, Bruce. Uh, the first is that they've accumulated uh, quite a chunky uh, amount of external debt, so dollar-denominated debt. Uh, but the problem uh, with that is they haven't put that uh, debt into good use. So typically you want to borrow to build bridges and dams and, and all sorts of things that is actually going to improve the economic growth rate of a particular country, therefore making it sustainable. Uh, but unfortunately, a lot of that debt hasn't translated to growth. Um, so they are obviously in this position where the economy is not growing fast enough for them to be able to service uh, their debt. Um, and unfortunately, you know, coronavirus, I think, effectively was the straw that broke the, the camel's back. Uh, but as you as you mentioned, I think about four or five years ago, uh, there were a few signs to say, look, uh, you know, they, they needed to slow down. But unfortunately, that never uh, materialized. And over and above that, the currency has lost a significant uh, value uh, just this year alone, uh, not only to, to COVID-19, but of course, on the poor sentiment uh, that we've seen. Uh, and of course, Zambia, predominantly copper exporter, of course, and um, has some agricultural produce. But again, another African economy was uh, was largely a one trick a one trick economy, and that and that's been copper. And I think copper has been fairly elevated. But if you're not doing it efficiently and properly, and you don't have diversification in your economy, well, you are going to come unstuck at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. And we've we've seen this movie over and over again uh, in in Africa. I mean, it's one thing to have stuff underneath the ground; it's quite another to be able to take it out and make a, a whole uh, economy and value chain around that. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, you know, that's not necessarily the case when it comes to Zambia. I mean, it's the second largest copper producer in uh, in Africa, but. You know, you don't see those gains when you travel to to the copper belt, for example, or, you know, when you walk down the streets in Lusaka. Um, so I think the, the clarion call for a lot of African countries is, you know, diversify and uh, and increase the value of, uh, of the stuff that's underneath the, the ground.
South Africa, massively diverse economy, a diverse economy. We've got lots of strings to our bow. We do so much right. Unfortunately, we've done so much wrong in the last decade or so. I see Barack Obama's new mm. book slams Jacob Zuma. I haven't gone into the detail of it. And I mean, yes, we've got the state capture inquiry and all of that sort of stuff. But should we be worried? I mean, should we look at Zambia and say Zambia's defaulted on its debt? We've got projections which put us in default mode in 2025 or sooner unless we change our rapacious consumption habits as a country without sufficient money to back it up, sufficient earnings to back it up. How concerned should we be? Are we doing enough right to avoid the Zambia uh, the Zambia scenario that it finds itself in right now? Look, I think South Africa is a fair bit away from uh, from that doomsday scenario. I mean, I think certainly we haven't crossed the, the so-called Rubicon. Um, I think there are a few levers uh, that we can pull in order to ensure that we don't get to a point of debt distress. And I think the, the, the significant difference between a South Africa and a Zambia, for example, is that um, in South Africa, we don't have a lot of external debt relative to domestic debt. Um, so a significant weakening in our currency doesn't necessarily imply that we need to get more rands to service the same dollar of, uh, of debt. Uh, in South Africa's case, I think we've got um, you know significant deep and liquid uh, domestic markets. Our funding sources are a little bit more diversified um, compared to to Zambia. So I think the structurally um, we are significantly different. But I think the the point of comparison here is that we need to really watch our consumption. Um, the, a lot more of our money is going to debt servicing, uh, implying that we're not building the stuff that actually makes a country grow, you know, your bridges, power plants, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think that's where we really need to, uh, you know, uh, sort of tighten up our our act and, and ensure that our house is in order. And hopefully this investment summit round three this week uh, makes a positive contribution on that particular front. Talk about Ghana, this mm. darling of the African continent. You're a little bit worried that it's about to lose that status. Yeah, look, I actually like the uh, the uh, the trajectory or the policy direction of uh, of Ghana at this stage. I think what they've done uh, particularly well over the last three to four years is to ensure that they've got a really good team of uh, within the Ministry of Finance that really understand the power of sentiment in markets. So what they've done is over the last few years they've ensured that they're doing all the right things right, and the market has really rewarded them. So for context, see, back in February, just before the COVID uh, pandemic really hit financial markets, they, they managed to put away a euro bond that was uh, over five times uh, subscribed. Um, so that really showed you that, uh, you know, the, the economy out there is really giving Ghana a, a second look. Um, so we do actually anticipate that, uh, you know, unlike here in South Africa, Ghana is going to avoid the recession and is actually going to grow by 4% into, into next year. Uh, of course, they've got elections in the first week of December, but um, in my view, I think it's a bit of a non-event. It's, it's stunning that they've actually pulled it off. In uh, the world's most disruptive year in 102, um, Ghana's bucking the, 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 a global trend. Yeah, and I think it just shows you that, you know, if you if you plug away the low, the low-hanging fruit, the market will sort of, uh, you know, reward you for that. Um, remember, they went into an IMF program about three or four years ago, and, uh, you know, the currency has been relatively steady. I think it's lost about 3% of its value, something like that, compared to emerging markets that have lost about 13% of its value this year alone. So I think there's a lot of goodwill that that is built into the system when investors look at, uh, at a country and seeing all the right policies uh, being instituted. And it's not... Um, you know, it, it's not particularly, uh, you know, unique uh, or, or very different stuff that they're doing. It's just looking at, uh, you know, their own economy and say, well, you know, what can we get right today? Um, and they've been plugging away uh, at it over the last few years.
Neville Mandibika, always interesting. Thank you, Africa strategist at Rand Merchant Bank this evening on The Money Show.